Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to another episode of WA Expose the podcast about local arts by local artists. I am not Aria Scarlett. I am Brad Titt here for the 100th episode of WA Expose podcast. I would just like to start by acknowledging that I'm here with the immense privilege of recording on Wajak Nunga Buja. An ethereal premier vocal artist, Aria Scarlett de- delivers captivating and impressive performances to enamoured crowds across Australia. A WAPA graduate with two classical music degrees, Aria is an award-winning composer, including Best Sound for a Documentary at the Australian Screen Sound Guild Awards in 2022. As a producer, Aria brought to life the greatly adored rural community choirs throughout regional WA, which continue to provide an invaluable creative outlet for marginalised communities. Aria has created iconic musical soundtracks for aerialists, fire twirlers, hip-hop artists, as well as burlesque and contemporary dancers to bring audiences consistently exciting new entertainment. With the aim of giving back to the community, Aria produces the talent-packed variety show and podcast WO Expose, which you are listening to right now, Fourth Wall Break. (laughs) For the 100th episode, we have turned the tables and put them in the hot seat. So please welcome to the podcast, Aria Scarlett. Your name is Veruca. Veruca. (laughs) That was Veruca Sal. That was I like to back announce myself. Of course. Um, Just as a surprise. Um, (laughs) It was a surprise because we can't can't see you. So... (laughs) It's like Brad. It's why do you sound? Medium. It's, it's just me medium. the entire time. And your and your name and you are. And you are. Are you gonna miss it? Okay. <laughs> but it's not about me today. No, I'm really excited because I get to ask the question that I have heard Aria ask everyone: <gasps> Why music? Oh gosh. Hello. Um, Tell us. So Tell you'd us. think for somebody who would um, ask that question over a hundred times, if you count the episodes that never went live, um, that I would have a succinct prepared answer, mm. which of course I don't. No. Um, this shouldn't surprise anybody, but I do podcasts that are about an hour long every single week. So I do love to talk and I've never come up with an uh, succinct answer to this question. Works so unprofessional. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am not professional. Um, I'm a hack and a fraud. I say it all the time. Mm. <laughs> uh, I love to call myself a vocalist um, for the specific reason that I think that if anybody was to describe me, they would at some point use the word loud or overbearing or too much. Um, I am vocal. Mm. Um, whether it be... Just quietly, I think you're the perfect amount, but continue. Thank you. I'll just push myself louder. <laughs> <laughs> I still have all the buttons in front of me. I didn't quite give over all the power. Oh, <laughs> the illusion. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I couldn't give over complete control. That's over. fair. I wouldn't give control to us. I also, I also had like no time to teach you how to do this. It's very simple, but I was still like... No. Hey, I rewrote the bio. I did my job. You did rewrite the bio. Now it's, a, it's now better than it was previously. That's true. You're welcome. That'll be $30. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Under underselling yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) But whether it be like, um, as like in my social life, I'm incredibly loud um, uh, in terms of like activism work I do. I'm incredibly loud uh, on stage. I'm very loud or as a teenager in fights with my parents, I am consistently a vocal person. Um, And I think that that probably originated as just wanting attention in any form that it came in. Shocker uh, to absolutely no one. I'm the kid who dragged both of her younger brothers into like performances in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who would listen to my mum play the classic FM swoon CD soundtrack Ooh. and then put on interpretive dance in our tiny games room in Kalgoorlie. Work. I just needed eyes on me and it wouldn't matter the method that came in. I played, I played, I was a dancer as a little human um, and I also played uh, football. <laughs> 
like AFL, wow. Aussie rules, wow. um, football. That's, exclusive. That's an exclusive. Yeah, I did sports um, and I loved it. Like I even got selected to go and play on Subiaco Oval when that was still a thing. Mum and I did like the big trip to Perth and to the Whoa. big city and went and did that and, you know, dragged myself as like a very, very small, short girl in a oversized jersey was immediately put in front of a camera. I feel it's like, look at this one girl in the... In the team. Sorry wow. to cut you off. I was just going to say no, the oversized jersey and uh, tiny shorts is the queer agenda. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's actually still my um, consistent uniform to this day. It's big shirt, little pants. <laughs> a girl in sports. That's outrageous though. Yeah. Absolutely. But I um, I stopped. I'll trigger warning myself. I'll trigger warning myself right now for probably more than likely knowing me, body image stuff for excessive bullying. And hopefully I won't mention it, but I'm going to say self-harm as well um, so that I don't have to put this in later. (laughs) Um, But I stopped dancing because I started to no longer like what my body looked like in the leotards. Uh, And I was told I could no longer continue playing Aussie rules football um, because in the early 2000s there was no girls team. So nowhere for me to play. And as a little shit who needed to be the centre of attention at all times, I'd put myself in the middle of all of the fights and all of the scrums and I'd push all the boys aside and, like, get in there, fists are going. So my parents were probably very rightfully concerned that I would um, injure myself. (laughs) So they were like, you're done. Um, And that was a great injustice to me. So (laughs) true. And to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, no, now I'm here. So that's true. Okay. It's all about the journey. <laughs> it's the climb. As Molly would say. Absolutely. She, uh, she would. She's she always ha- said she that. She has said She's that. She's always said that. That's true. All right. So we're, we're done. We, we've quit dance then. We've, we've quit, quit dance. Football. We've sp- quit football. Now what? We um, don't really know where to get the attention fix anymore. We are continuing to drag siblings in front of parents just for that like light, polite clap. Mm-hmm. Um, we're reading the Harry Potter books, uh, sorry to everybody else, to our, our siblings just in order to get that moment of attention because, you know, I can do all the voices. Exactly. <laughs> what I decide you, they are. Can you give us your best Hagrid? Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> I'm transphobic. Wow, <laughs> that was spot on. That was wow. incredible. Yeah. Close my eyes. It's like I'm there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then I, when we moved to Perth um, and after a couple of years of very bad violin attempts, I'm going to call it. Um, <laughs> but you can't event. be the attention of a centre um, the centre of attention if you're holding an instrument. Um, just putting that there. The instrument is the centre of attention and you're just like mm. there. Right, I love staring at a violin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking it in the eyes. <laughs> That's absolutely not true. It's just that, like, I couldn't do it immediately, so I gave up. Mood. Oh, <laughs> huge mood. mood. I wasn't Got a virtuosic performer, so I was like, this has to go in the bin. Immediately quit. Um, I was also uh, undergoing some, like, I triggered before, some pretty extreme bullying as I went through Catholic education to the point where I would have, like, dog food thrown at me. Um, oh. by the kids, which they never even bothered to take out of the fucking can. Oh. Like, it's just, they would put purchase. Put some effort in. I know. Put some effort in. Get your hand dirty. Yeah. Get it under the acrylics before you throw it at exactly. me. How dare you? Put some effort in. Um, so I do a lot of, like, hiding my yep. shit. Um, mm-hmm. And one place that you can hide uh, and probably not run into anybody is the music room. Yeah, okay. It's a place of solace. You can't really get away with things in the library, um, but you can hide from a lot of stuff mm-hmm. if you're hiding in one of the vocal rooms that... Mm-hmm nobody's in because your teacher left for the day so you know that it's free. Hot tip, yeah. everyone. Um, yeah. Kids like a bit listening. Of a hot tip. A bit of a sanctuary that you were children. able to find at a young age. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. And when you're in those places and you can't play the violin, you sort of end up singing to yourself mm-hmm. and creating your own soundtrack mm-hmm. and your own like monologue and your own like dictation of what life is going to be in your own head. It's not good for you, but it's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. You do what you do. What was the first kind of uh, style of singing that you discovered and kind of found to be oh, good in that kind of stage? Yeah, absolutely classic music theatre. Mm-hmm. So mm. um, Your Sounds of Music, Singing in the Rain is my personal favourite. Um, your Mary Poppins of the world, yes. anything that sits in that like classical genre where they do a little tap dance in the middle is yeah. that was very much my like energy and my style and my vibe. Um, eventually we did Annie at the school um, and I was very much like I'm going to be Annie. And everyone else is going to finally see. And I get to be centre of attention again. Um, but then I got understudied and I got told that I would be the understudy for Miss Hannigan. Oh, that's, is, that's rough when you're really, a child. Really? It's, it's rough when you're a child. When you're 15, yeah. 
when you're 15 and you're already getting like some serious body shaming stuff going on, it's like you're sitting there yeah. being there like you were an ugly old woman. You will be. <laughs> you will be. You won't even no. be Miss Hannigan. You'll be the understudy for Miss Hannigan. Um, so now that we're older, we all know that Miss Hannigan is the most camp character. Oh, Miss Hannigan is. is the dream role the dream now. Dream role oh, now. Absolutely. But at the time, not when you're 15. Not when at you're 15. the time, that's no. that's that's not what. No, not at all. Not when you're 15. Um, but as an understudy, which of course. I thought of understudies as like second rate. Like I was like understudy. Disgusting. How gross. Especially like when you're in a high school production, understudy means you're not going to get a turn unless somebody's sick. Understudy doesn't mean you get to do anything. You just you won't you don't get a turn unless somebody's sick. But please learn all of the lines and sit at rehearsals. And then sabotage the lead on opening night. Wow. Unfortunately, interesting that you diarrhea. mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> funny, oh, oh, funny, segue, that you segue. funny that you might have um, said that. And no, then what I happened? genuinely thought that that's what I was going to do, and I went home over the holidays and I learned not my part, but everybody's part. Not one Brooklyn accent, but six Brooklyn accents. Yes. I learned everything before we even came back to school to like start that up. What and I was like, say the collective noun for Brooklyn accent is Brooklyn's. A New Zealand Brooklyn accent. <laughs> Good. No, no, it doesn't need to be good. It wasn't no, good. It did the job. Yeah. It did do a job. Mm-hmm. Um, for, so I don't even know how to – basically the rumour that got spread was that I did what I came here to do and I was so good that I ended up getting the other person who was the lead taken out of the show, oh, which conspiracy. wasn't the truth. That's not what happened. Oh. She had to leave the school for her own, like, personal reasons. Um but I rode that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I rode that as the bitch who stole a role from somebody else so bad Work. that she had to leave the school. Work. That's yeah. your main character moment. It yeah. was it, like what I thought was the moment. Did it help to the excessive bullying and dog food throwing mm. and sort of stuff? Absolutely not because the person that I had like kicked out was like popular in that mm. like scheme. Um, so I, I hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where's she at? Can we get her on the um, podcast? No, but see, yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the probably the issue with high school bullying is that um, people change, and I don't. I don't actually wish any of these people were, like ill at all. No, they're because... probably having great careers as nurses right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, this was Catholic school. They're having great careers as wives. Yeah, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Everyone has their own path. Whatever. Uh, anyway, to the point where I actually like forcibly had to leave that school because I was oh. just in not a good place. But I ended up at an art school for the last two years Yay, of my arts. high school and that was really, really helpful and really helped cement that what I wanted to do wasn't necessarily like all of the dancing and the acting around it. But what I wanted to do was like specifically singing um, mm. because honestly because that gone is you do a good song gets the biggest applause. Yeah, um, People like – think that they can dance and they think that they can act before they think that they can sing. Mm. They're wrong on all three. Wow. But I think that people go like, oh, yeah, acting. Oh, yeah, dancing. And then they go, oh, singing's a bit harder. Yeah. But, but okay. violin's the hardest and I'd quit that already. So. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> next up. It's the next um, hardest. <laughs> uh, I somehow got into WAPA first try straight out of high school. Somehow. Um, um, because yeah. you're amazingly talented. No, genuinely yeah. somehow because I flopped the theory test. Oh, nice. um, I was also at one of those, like, unfortunately, I'd never done music theory in my life because, you know, the, I don't know, the, we could talk about the education system for forever. But essentially the long and the short of it is that they didn't want me to do music theory because I'd never done music theory and therefore I'd score badly. And yeah. it would bring the whole school's mark down. Mm. So they didn't want me to try. And I was like, I've got two years, let me try. And they're like, no, um, we're not going to let you try. So I like started doing voice lessons outside of school and um, I was really hard and fast. This is what I'm going to do. But I didn't learn any theory because who wants to do that? Not it's me. not fun. Um, and it's it was difficult. So I flopped the theory test incredibly hard and I was told um, under no, like under like very, very seriously by the people at WAPA that like we want you to be a part of this program. We think you have potential. We think you're a great singer this is going to be really hard for you. You've got no theory. If we put you in this program, it's going to be rough and you're going to have to fight every single step of the way to do it. Wow. And I went, <laughs> I'm 17, sign me up. <laughs> You're like, cue the Rocky montage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Training um, montage, learning music theory. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Sitting there and be like, what is it? <laughs> You're like, oh, A, B, C. <laughs> oh, oh, tell us more, A, B, C. Yeah, and then there's also a D and an E and an F and a G. And a face? Uh, sharp. Flat face? Face? <laughs> Just no keep faces. saying face. Face. 
Face is correct. Yeah. Yes. Face is in the space. So was yeah, it was it hard? Yeah. How no, it's fucking it? sucked. Yeah. It sucked so bad. And it's not even like this is a story about like how I rose to the top or anything. No, I did mid. I did like I worked my absolute ass off every single day to do mediocre, like to get average in music theory. Like my other elements I was like doing really well in, but I could not do music theory for the life of me. So that was like a massive struggle. And this isn't some rag to riches story. If you put a piece of music in front of me now, I will take forever to read it. I cannot immediately tell you what mode it's in and I can't tell you the chord progression straight away. Like it takes me time. I'm not some music theory whiz even now. Um, But I got to discover something completely different that I didn't think I would even care about in classical music, which was the idea of language. Um, and singing in multiple languages. And that wasn't that interesting in the sense that it's really hard to do that. Um, And when you learn a new language every single year, it's really hard to retain any information from the language you learnt previously. Um, But what I loved was the idea that I could convey something to people in a language they didn't understand and they would still get the emotion. They would still Mm. get the journey. They Mm -hmm. would still get the story. They could still walk away and tell me what had happened in that scene but they'd never spoken Italian in their life. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool. That's like so excellent and interesting. And now we're looking at um, vocalising and portraying like life and love and sound and everything, but in a way that it's like, but do I even need words anymore? Mm. Um, yeah, and then I basically took that and ran with it as like the centre of like my ideals and my thoughts um, started having a really bad time there, no joke. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's a story for another day. Uh, we got through it though. Yay! Um, yeah, woo, woo, woo. Five years later, two bits of paper, and we got out of there. Um, and then, yeah, and then I took this very narrow-minded, like, view of classical music um, when I walked out on stage uh, for my graduation recital. There was um, my parents were there. Uh, one of my brothers was there. Then the boyfriend at the time that I had was there um, who'd been basically paying my way there, the sort of person who would put uh, fuel in my car before he went back to work uh, and leave 20 bucks under my pillow to buy a coffee oh. on the way to work every day. Um, and everybody else in the audience was 65 and over. Mm. And I came off stage and I looked at the boyfriend at the time and I went, yeah, fuck, who do I sing to in 20 years when they're all dead? Oh, and then what? Yeah, what literally. like what happens? Is my audience gone? What do we do? Have I just wasted five you know five years? <gasps> five years. You know, no. I'm only like 22, 23, and I'm like I've wasted my <sighs> life. It's still school. a good portion of your life, and like a long time to dedicate something. Oh, absolutely! Like it was repeating high school again. Yeah. Like essentially, like I'd been there for the same amount of time that people spend in high school, and that's like an eternity for a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, the world's gonna end. Um. Yeah. There's no future in this role. Uh, everything's a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what a great <laughs> positive thought. I was fully nihilist. Yeah, after graduation, you're like, I've made yeah, a huge mistake. I've made a massive mistake. Well, uh, it's hard not to let fear consume you when you are anxious because you don't know the outcome and you've got no outcome to reassure you of mm. things being okay. So of course, those big feelings are warranted and understandable. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, it was almost helpful—not entirely helpful, but almost helpful—in the sense that it made me broaden my perspective of what music and art could and should look Mm. like. Mm. Um, I have always been a lover of podcasts and the audio medium of talking and I would listen consistently to Margaret Throsby on ABC Classic FM who did like um, interviews where she would allow the guests to choose the music every Friday, um, which was always like super outrageous because you'd have a guest on who'd like play a metal song in the middle of Classic FM. You'd be like, oh, my God, (gasps) what's happening? Um, And the way that she... Yeah, absolutely. And the way that she would talk to people would like, and the way that she would listen, I think really importantly, would allow like for stories of multiple paths to show up. Mm. Um, and so I said, fuck it, and went on tour um, yeah. instead and was like, I'm going to see what else is out there mm. outside of Perth. Is that the stonefish incident? That's the stonefish yes. incident. That's my stonefish story. Yeah, it's like me listening and remembering uh, things about I don't even, life. I don't know if I've told, have I told that on this show? Yes. Probably. Oh, great. Okay, so rewind everyone to whatever. It was in, uh, happy hour, happy hour one. Oh, great. I love that we're just do super you wanna, fans. Do you want a job? <laughs> I can't the archive. The I am fully in debt for the studio, but <laughs> no, I'm not, but I should be. Um... Well, yeah, and I went on tour and I had incredible people there who 
created like artistic programs on a very, very short time span and would do these, uh, think of Onzerano who would do amazing aerialist acts mm. and give me a piece of music that was instrumental and be like, sing to this. And I'd be like, well, mm. what do I sing? And you will improvise and you are on in an hour, um, which would be a nightmare scenario to a lot of people, yeah. but actually forced me to listen to music in a different way again. And I would start singing things that had no words to them at all. Um, mm-hmm. My similish warbling. Um, as I like to refer to it. Well, welcome to the stage, Simlish Wobbling. Yeah, Suramaju. Yeah, like very, <laughs> just like very all in Sim language uh, created up as like as you go along because the words didn't mar- matter, the story that she was telling mattered and I was a soundtrack to that story. Uh, um, so that's I would, so interesting. So it would be like on, on the fly in the moment, watch what that bitch in the sky is doing. What does that sound like? Like what does this shape sound like? Yeah. What does this shape sound like? What does <gasps> yeah. upside down sound like? So cool. And then you've got to figure out what that sounds like. What you, does like upside down sound like? I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're not this wrong. That's why I didn't have that job. You're not <laughs> wrong. But that's so cool. So you were doing like so much, like a lot of your vocal training came from like singing in a language that you didn't speak and your audience didn't speak. Yep. To going to literally singing nothing. Like it, the actual words... Yeah, like you said, the words didn't matter. The words didn't matter. It was just about, like, it was still accessible. Yeah, the words didn't matter. Whose line was it anyway? It was always your line. It was always my line. It's never been anyone else's line to this day. It's still my line. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, nothing, essentially my nihilistic view of nothing matters, nobody's coming to this anyway, um, was completely blown out of the water (sighs) because people would um, come in droves to uh, a little cove in Denham in Shark Bay and, like, crowd at the area and sit on the beach in suits and ties. Yeah, and you were literally in the water. And I'm literally in the water while trying not to. Yeah, well. Did sweep for stonefish, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you really are a super fan. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but we did that um, all around Western Australia. Um, and then we came back and I sort of had to go, okay, well, I love that. Yeah. How do, yeah. Do, are people going to let me do that every mm. day? And the answer mm. is no. 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 I think. <laughs> Experiences like that are so beautiful and it's so nice to expand your own horizons by experiencing art as it happens because it's one thing to be inspired by a situation you're actively living as compared to learning someone else's experience. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's so special that you had that kind of opportunity to create your own, you know, little corner of what art and singing and music means for you. Yeah, I thank you for saying that. I definitely didn't give it the credit that obviously in the moment I was yeah. just sort of running around and being like, well, I don't know what to do. Mm. I don't know. Oh, it turns out I know all these notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know all these patterns. I know all these things. I just have to like stick them together in um, classical music. Uh, Improvisation is not really something that you're taught. Unlike yeah. in jazz where it's like a cornerstone of yeah. the entire existence. Whenever we're going through training, it was very much like, well, Beethoven wrote it like this. Yeah. Mozart yeah. wrote it like this. Why would you change that? Why would yeah. you have a, a thought? You don't need to have a thought. Somebody else already wrote all exactly. of the material for oh. you. Um, and then I got uh, an offer to go to Melbourne and be the singer for a burlesque show. Wow. Burlesque? I love burlesque. Yeah, I love cool. burlesque. Um, with Camilla Cream who was like, this might be nuts, but would you like to sing this song by Ella Fitzgerald? I'm going to take my clothes off. And I was like, what? Did someone say this might be nuts? (laughs) (laughs) I'm there. Get me on the plane. And it was another situation where like, although this time there were words to it. Thank you, Ella. There were Mm. words already like predetermined to it. Um, But there was no time for rehearsals. There was no time for like bringing things together. We were across the country from each other. Uh, but in the moment I started to figure out like what it was not only to improvise vocally but improvise like physically mm. um, and take up more space because it's another thing that um, I didn't want to do because I was so ridden with like self-hatred um, and I was very much comfortable being the backing track for somebody else's beauty. Like I was like, oh, she, she up there, she'll do flippy dips. No one will look at me. Mm. No one will look at me once. And like that's so fair because if someone's doing aerials, I'm not looking at the ground. Ever. Even if the person's in the ocean, <laughs> I'm still not going to look at them because somebody do flippy dip. But yeah. that always gives you freedom. To yeah. Like, well, no one's looking at me, so yeah. I'm just going to use this opportunity totally. to just fucking do whatever I want. Yeah, but if they're right next to you and they're taking their clothes yeah. off, yeah, then suddenly, suddenly probably might, what if they look at me? You're in the peripherals. Yeah. What, but what? now now it's like, well, what if they do look at me? Um, in classical music, we uh, we park and bark. We mm. stand very, very still. Yeah. It's all about our posture. Our arms are by our side. Um, I used to get comments on my report cards that would tell me that my – would mark me down because my lipstick colour was the wrong colour, that oh. I was showing too much leg or too much arm or too much anything. Like 
and I would get deducted mm. points from my exams because of these like physical features. So for anyone geez. playing at home, I just vomited in my mouth yes. a little bit. Uh, sorry, we lost Joe. Yeah, <laughs> They're gone. You just missed. Um, yeah, so I was very used to not being looked at and I was okay with that. Uh, and so I had to uh, connect back with what is physicality and what space am I comfortable taking up and being adjacent to incredible burlesque characters is what did that for me, mm. um, which is why I am such a hard and fast fan of the art form and why I'm consistently, like I've got two of, two of my friends here who are incredible Yay. burlesque artists in their own right. Oh, who? Um, oh, I don't, they're outside. Oh. <laughs> nice empty Coke can. <laughs> <laughs> empty Coke can, do a solo. I think having that kind of fusion between art spaces is so mm. beautiful mm. though because every, like experiencing live performance is so such a unique experience and I have always said and like I've always said um (laughs) I don't know when people ask like what my advice is or whatever I don't know why some people do but they do sometimes newer performers (laughs) um and it's to not expect anything to go how you want ever everything is you will never do the same performance twice exactly the same Mm. and I really love that about burlesque and I really love that about live performance and I think having multiple different types of art performance in the same act like a singer and a burlesque performer is so beautiful because it's you know acknowledging different senses that we have that can bring us and make us more present in receiving that that art and I think that's really special and cool it is it isn't it's really special and like you said it is the benefit of live theater is that the ticket that you have is the ticket that you have and the experience from the seat that you're sitting in is completely different from the person on the other side of the room or a few rows back like it's a totally different moment and that's kind of the benefit is that even if you're all seeing the same show within that week, like we're all doing fringe shit still mm. and every single time, I mean, I've gone to shows twice and it's yeah. been a different show each time and that's like the glory of it. It's, it's so nice that like we've all sort of like embraced that as artists as well because you have such a parallel with your journey as a vocalist mm. to a lot of us uh, as we had as dancers where we started out in dance schools and we had to learn choreography and you had yep. to wear this costume and you had to do this thing and this line yeah. and that you know, you learn a lot, but it is, like you said, so restricting and you get, you know, marked down for being different. And there's, there's that very popular pipeline like so many of us have come yeah. into now live performance and found such freedom yeah. and just – and you discover yourself, you discover what you're good at and you don't need to look like the person next to you. In fact, it's encouraged to not do that. Like it's yeah. encouraged to be individual and it's like a very similar path that a lot of us are like on. So it's so interesting that like – yeah, you had that same experience. It's so with similar. Vocal, yeah, yeah absolutely. Is so empowering. Absolutely, and I think that in those moments, and then in the moments since then, which are pretty well documented, um, I have gotten to realize that my role, even when I'm performing with a fire twirler or an aerialist mm. or a burlesque dancer or somebody who can do a trick that I'm like, wow, tricks, um, I am not a backing track. Yes, exactly. I am not an accompaniment. Yeah. I'm. In any of those spaces, what we are doing is a duet. Yeah, exactly. It's a collaboration. Um, yeah, exactly. it's live. Totally it's in front of you, mm, and it's a completely different experience to doing it with a, a track or a CD. Um, and mm. then I've even gotten to the point now where I'm like, well, even if a burlesque performer or a incredible drag performer is doing something to a track, that's still a duet because that track was created to provide some a certain type of ambience and mm-hmm. you're either playing with it or purposely playing against it, mm, but you yeah. wouldn't be doing any of it if the track wasn't on. Totally. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, it wouldn't, just wouldn't make any sense. So I think I'm finding more power in being that, like, again, that vocalist. Um, mm. Yeah, in that in that space. And there's probably, I don't know, should we do ads? <laughs> Yeah, let's do ads. Wow. Should we do ads? Wow, that was so philosophical. I loved it. (laughs) Now let's do consumerism. Um, Anyway, so. (laughs) We've got to pay the bills, babe. Here's capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the stage. Capitalism. (laughs) If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Back! Wow, we're still here. We're still here. Missed you. Missed you while you weren't here. Oh, that was sad. Did you enjoy your ads? Did you buy it? Did you buy it? <laughs> Can Whatever you buy it, it was. please? Can you click Can you, on the link? <laughs> Can you get me one too? No, it'll be, like, it'll be during the army. Like, oh. if, if, whenever I say like, do like a joke and go, whatever it was, you should buy it. Somebody will send me a message and be like, mine was for the jail. Like, yeah. oh, okay. I am oh. listed. Oh, oh, good. I did what you said and now I'm on a boat. Oh, <laughs> never listen to anything with it. We have three air signs in a room, five feet we apart because we're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Leave room for someone's Jesus. <laughs> baby Jesus, baby Jesus. Dog, Jesus. Dog food Jesus. Tiny, tiny, tiny Jesus. Just we're a, all very close right just now. Just a moment old. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> he's had a lot of thoughts in those. He's had a lot of thoughts. He's got a lot to say. He's actually here right now. Hey, <laughs> welcome, welcome Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, he's he's my um he was my boyfriend at the time. Oh, <laughs> and now you're married. Oh yeah, that's right. It was the, it was the same guy. Jesus. I, Jesus. Jay. Jesus. Jesus. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's uh, exclusive. Everybody, Arya did marry Jay. Jay. then boyfriend. Yeah, on the on the break, I was like, I'm gonna just ask because it was very sweet and cute. It was your boyfriend at the time. Your boyfriend at the time because he's now your husband. Yeah. <laughs> I felt weird saying husband because I was 17 at the time um, or 18 at the time. And that seemed like, you know, I was talking about Catholic school. You don't be like Catholic school. And then I immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. some people grow up to be a wife, <laughs> including Not me. Not me. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, Lord. Anyway, I thought that was really anyway, cute. So I wanted to say I that. am some people. Um. <laughs> We're all doing our best. Anyway, thank you, Jesus, okay. for being here. Thank you, Jesus. So, segue. Oh, speaking of Jesus. <laughs> Cabaret. <laughs> oh, so titties. Um, so, <laughs> so tell us. So you've just done uh, a burlesque show, and you've and you've Mel- discovered Mel- our incredible art form. Yeah. Yep. How did we get from How did you get from there to uh, producing the first ever WA expose? Oh, I was on a um, attention uh, shocker. I'm still an attention seeker. That didn't change, <laughs> like at all. But um, I was on a run of trying to convince all of Burlesque that I was the only singer uh-huh. yes. to ever be born. I've made that You're joke the only before. singer I've ever met. I'm so the only many. one. Um, <laughs> it's not like there's this one in your family. Time. No, I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> I just work here. Yeah, it's my first day. It's my first day. Um, but like in my attempts to try and like literally convince me, like what if I sang for every Burlesque performance? You can sing for me. Ever, or what if I'm the only yes. one? Um, Trio? Yeah, Absolutely. Right now, I'll sing though. <laughs> and I'll Love take my clothes off on an audio medium. Okay. Perfect, perfect. We're ready. Let's go. What songs do you know? <laughs> um, I can sing uh, Old Man River. <laughs> we're going to cut you off there for copyright reasons. No, it was only two seconds. It's my go to. It's my audition. It's just always my karaoke number. I mean, like the whole six soundtrack. What are we working with? Nope. Old Man River. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Welcome to the stage, Old Man River. Also, it was, won't be copyrighted because there's no way that was in the right key. <laughs> I don't think that's going to get picked up. No one's going to get mad at me. It's not wrong. It's not the right one, but it wasn't wrong. It was, it was as we said, it's all about expression <laughs> yeah. and our own personal. I really appreciated um, your direction you took with that. Thank you. I love One Direction. 
Anyway, so right, so you're the only singer. I'm the only singer that mm. ever existed. You invented singing. I invented all vocals that yeah. have ever been. So um, you invented us speaking right now. Everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I took the I took the next tour um, that was offered to me to go back around the Gascoigne region. That's when I was starting to create these choirs. Um, yes. And a big part of being incredibly vocal is that when somebody tells you that you're going to go into a community. Um, especially in remote communities, you're going to go to a community every year for a week or two weeks and then you're going to mm. fuck off for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I hate that yeah. Yeah. as a concept. Um, yeah. I hate the idea and I grew up in Kalgoorlie. I'm so used to this thing of like people that come in to help you and then they go away once the grant money dries yeah. up yeah. and then they'll Mary come Poppins. back next year to help yeah. you and then they'll go Mary away Poppins again. Mary sent in on a grant. Yeah, absolutely. Grant yeah, I'll stay until the wind changes. <laughs> Um, I, I like to do the Nanny McPhee, the when you want me but no longer need me, I have to go. <laughs> yeah. You want me but the grant money's expired. Yeah, then oh, I got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I worked myself, I actively worked myself out of a job on purpose um, in the sense that I was like, well, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to build up the choirs so that when I leave, somebody's still here to run it. Mm. So I would like actively teach a member of the community who lived mm. there how to like run these choirs in my absence, um, which was incredibly fulfilling and these choirs still run. Um, to the best of my knowledge, they currently still run. Uh, but I don't get to work them anymore, so I worked myself out of a job. Wow. <laughs> That's a real martyr for the um, better of the community. It was uh, yeah. very intentional, but I didn't think it through. Oh, the joys of your early 20s. I really didn't think <laughs> it through because um, then I was out of the job. You were thinking long-term already. You were like, yeah. But, like, what do you need me for? Mm. Like, I, I don't know. I'm very, well, but, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. But anyone can sing. Not me. No, you. I thought you invented singing. I'd, I'd be too powerful if I could sing. <laughs> That's true. I've got too much going. You've already got own. too many hats. I'm going to need <laughs> you to remove many. some hats. I'm going to need more fingers for all these pies. I've <laughs> had <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie pie hands. Eddie pie hands. Um, <laughs> that was specifically for my mom. Hi, mom. Um, Hi, mom. So Hi, mom. after working myself out of a job, I. <laughs> It was like an ombre. It was so <laughs> was little. I'm sorry. That was really funny. I liked oh, it a guys, lot. That was so funny. <laughs> um, anyway. After working myself out of a job, yes. um, I decided that I needed to do things and that I could rely on um, in a solo way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because while I loved every opportunity that came to being able to perform with incredible artists next to me and, like, I was working back and being like, hey, like, I'm going to own the stage more and take up more space and that's really exciting, um, I still didn't do anything that was, like, solo. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. required Aria and the aerialist, Aria and the fire performer, Aria on tour with the hip-hop company. Um, Aria like, and the Stonefish. Yeah, Aria and still Stonefish. Still a better series. Than <laughs> Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> Aria and Stonefish. Um, that I've never met or never seen. <laughs> Two, thank you. I don't know why these Stonefish have stuck in my brain so hard. Well, I, which I have, is interesting. They have triggered my fight or flight mm. since I heard that story. You were such a gone. circus boy and I'm surprised that my stilt walking escapades aren't what stick in your mind because that's what came next. <laughs> Stilts fish. made of stonefish. <laughs> <laughs> the death. Stack them. Um, anyway. I decided to do <laughs> – Back on track. I decided that like, okay, well, if you know, let's try and like, you know, piece a few of these puzzle pieces together. Yes. In probably one of like the more ridiculous things I decided to glue together was the idea that um, I was convinced that everyone who listened to classical music was going to die soon. That was <laughs> <laughs> really soon, like right now. Um, no, it's okay. You're all fine probably. I don't know. Um, and the If you want the antidote. <laughs> I mean, very suspicious silence. Yeah, so. yeah fully. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, I got Guyton Shura to um, help me create a track and I was like, I'm going to let a stilt walk and I'm going to be like, it doesn't matter, I'm going to sing on stilt walks and I'm going to do a 20 minute show yeah. um, because singing on stilt walks is yeah. difficult, um, yeah. very hard to do. Walking on stilts for 20 minutes. Not a core strength. Yeah, like yeah. And then you've also got to engage all of these other muscles to do I was going to say, how do you grow with that? Because yeah. from my understanding, I've never tried. Exerting myself is not for me, I've, <laughs> I've found. Um, but you do like juggle though. <laughs> I love juggle. Um, but that's, just, that's not like physically demanding. It's okay. quite frustrating. <laughs> it's, okay, anyway, it's not about me. Um, anyway, tune into Happy Hour 97. No, 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 97. <laughs> all right, let's be back on the podcast and number 400 million. Um, how... Do you go because you mentioned before that like everything in singing, your posture has to be very specific and like you need to It was about unlearning I think Mm. a lot of those rules because like the thing that was keeping me so stagnant um, was also quite restricting. Like when you're trying to be incredibly rigid, Mm. shocker, you create a lot of tension. So you've got a lot of shoulder tension, a lot of arm tension, a lot of throat tension. These aren't things that are very helpful for when you're singing. Yeah, okay. Um, 
So learning on stilts almost like threw me to the other end of it where mm. it's like figure out that the idea of grounding and the idea of support is just as much a mental game as it is a physical game. Yeah. Yes, you need the support of like your diaphragm to hit all of these notes and to sing these phrases that you've created. Um, but the support, like the notes, like uh, how do I explain this? When you want to sing something, so your old man river bit, yes. you don't go, oh, to sing my old man river bit, I have to move my larynx this many degrees this way in order to do it. And I have to press this button inside my throat. You sort of just think the note. Sing the note. You've got to right? feel beautifully you feel mad. You've got to yeah. feel the river. <laughs> you sort of like, feel the old man. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, the old man has been in all of us. No, he's dead now because he listens to classical music. So. <laughs> Rip the old man. Yeah. In the river. That'd be the stonefish. $30, thank you. <laughs> but but anyway, it basically means that the majority of this crap is in your head. Yeah. Um, and once you realize that it's all mostly all in your head, just like everything else, in like my life, everything else, else um, you can throw stilt walking at it, and it can become easier—not easy, but easier. So I learned how to walk on stilts. I decided that I wasn't going to do a paid show; I was going to do a free show, walk right. around Fringe, and like you know, have a bucket out um, because I just needed to put myself mm. literally out there. Yeah, um, uh, and up there as well. Out, no. up, up, on, and around. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Upwards, uh, like this summer, it was upwards of 40 degrees and I did it seven days a week um, around the Pleasure Gardens in the summer of 2020. Wow. So, yeah, Um, it's like just lined up with everything also imploding. Long term, did you find that that was maybe beneficial for your singing, learning different ways to, with everything that you just said? I'm not going to claim to know how to phrase that sentence very well. (laughs) Um, Was that beneficial for your singing or no, it didn't matter? No, I think that... um, for eternity, trying things that are new mm. can never really harm you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, you always, uh, as an adult, you can always be like, and that's enough for me. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. I'm actually going to leave now. Um, and I still have the stilts. Like during um, our most extreme lockdowns, I would do performances for our street. Um, just Aww. like in like suburbia, walking up and down the street, like on my stilts, far enough away. I'm really high. I'm really far away from your kids. So and I would yeah. sing them and I would sing them little songs walking up Aww. and down the street on my stilts. Like there was... There's always a purpose for yeah. it, and it's what got me my first uh, PIBF gig. Oh, yeah. um, see, I that's just got drunk right, for you. Right. Because it was a gimmick. Because it was a gimmick. That's it. Yeah. Um, and that then cool. I got to be um, on the Astor yeah. Theatre stage walking on stilts. Yeah, I sick. met my duo partner and all around good time buddy, Autumn Days, because she's the one that they made pull me up onto my stilts from backstage <laughs> because that safe. staircase side of stage that is so staircase. tiny and yeah. shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Astor, but it's not fun. It's no. not good. It's not for good look. Astor Theatre, it's not good for stilts, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe consider that. Maybe is consider anyone taking uh, feedback from Astor currently? <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, we'll you contact. didn't make your staircase for stilts, Astor yeah. Theatre, and I personally mm. find that offensive. Yeah. Um, but now you have a friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but now I have a friend. I've made yeah. one. Um, I got to meet Autumn and uh, – that's how I got to meet more and more people in the community from being backstage there and at that show yeah. um, and meeting, consistently making more and more friends. I have made more um, incredible platonic friendships in my late 20s than I have in my entire life. Um, and that's incredible. I'm incredibly grateful to that. Um, and from there, I successfully convinced a lot of people that I was the only singer. Yes. So <laughs> ever exists. We joined the cult. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think that from there we got to start creating like written movie soundtracks and mm. you get to win little prizes and all that, blah, blah, blah. And big prizes. Um, little prizes, big prizes, all the sizes of prizes. prizes. But no trophies, which is really annoying. Oh. Why don't they give out trophies? What about shit? crowns? No, no, I don't get Sash? a crown either. No. Um, little, one of those wrestling belts? Yeah. I, I ran in a race sticker. No. Ribbon? <laughs> <laughs> Ribbon? Sash? Um, meat box? <laughs> Cheese platter? <laughs> meat box for the vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that what Absolutely. you want? Um, With all of this considered, what is something you would tell to baby Aria that Aww. thought that everything really was lovely. come to an end? Everything that you know now, what would you what would you tell what would you tell Understaria Hannigan? Rethink what an ending is. Whoa. Wow. It's right now, bye. Whoa, that was actually Please elaborate. That was very beautiful. Um, <laughs> Join the army. <laughs> that Simpsons bit that's like even and even and I didn't want to do it. Sorry. Oh, we got too serious and we had to like yeah. quickly like overcorrect. Sorry, we almost did feelings for a second there. Okay, cool. Anyway, sorry. We're rethinking. Um, rethink endings. what an ending is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Rethink what an ending is. Um. Is it? An ending because the pathway doesn't seem straight to you. Um, 
You're not straight, so why would the fuck oh, yeah. straight, you stupid bitch? Um, I was like, don't ruin the moment. I know, I was <laughs> don't like, ruin I was it. Like, I'll ruin my own moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, because my like thoughts, like when you enter a institution like WAPA or like NICA or like all of the institutions, you sort of bring yourself to think that like, okay, the pathway is got into the place. Because like most jobs, you sort of think like go to the go to the school, mm-hmm. leave the school, get the job, mm-hmm. go to the job, climb whatever corporate ladder they have available to me, get to the top, win prize, good yeah. job, Yay. me, ding ding, done. Um, and that's just not how life works. No. Um, and if the path was supposed to be leave the university, join the opera company, be whatever opera company sit in the chorus, and for years and years until somebody with a principal role dies, and then you maybe you get a go one day. Um, the plot of Centre Stage. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Or, you know, you pull a 15-year-old you and you make somebody not be there Allegedly. anymore. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, then how dull. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's it. How it's dull. so boring. Yeah. Then what? It's, it's, everyone's doing the same thing. Then, then you never get mm. to maybe step on a stone face. Yes. Yes. So I feel like true. a lot of these institutions, like, there's a lot of weight put into them to mm. have the answer to what your artistic career should entail and that's just not how the arts works like it's a creative you know outlet and potentially a career um and that uh, my train of thought's gone but you know what I mean and community Um, as well like it's not just about you and your own personal journey it's about Mm. the people you meet and the collaborations yeah Yeah. which I I wasn't allowed to do there so yeah yeah. um yeah I think to your point Brad that um these, the biggest thing that WAPA has given me is that when I tell people I went to WAPA, people go, ooh, WAPA. Mm. Um, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good job. Um, and the piece of paper, but nobody's ever asked to look at the piece of paper. I could fully be lying. About it. I, might, I might put that in my Instagram bio. Yeah. Yeah. Receipts. Yeah. Screenshots. <laughs> Timeline. Timeline. <laughs> the truth. Miss <laughs> um, Hannigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's in there now. Um, Where's that girl? It's um, a hard knock look. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten to do a lot of the things that I have gotten to do mm-hmm. um, if I had stayed on the path that I had preset for myself. Yeah, exactly. um, and I've gotten to have incredible adventures and try new things and do things that I wouldn't have even thought were possible. Um, I got to be uh, the fairy godmother, which is my dream role as yeah, part of, as part so of Swampless. It makes so much sense that yeah. that role was, was you. It's all coming together. It's yeah. All together. Which a is neat like just package. complete goals for me um, to the point where I still get – that's like the one like one of the roles I still get recognised for, which mm. is like absolutely nuts. Um, I got to go and tour the entire of WA as a rap artist and opera singer for Iceland the Hip Hopper with Yuri Arkin Theatre Company. Would have oh, never done that. No further questions. Yeah, would have literally never done that um, before. I have I've gotten to write vocal lines for cinematic for film. I would have never allowed myself to think that that was a possibility yeah. because I would never have improvised. Yes. Um, and I think that if you rethink what an ending is, um, there's that line at the end of Anastasia, which, yes, I have put in all of my queer piano bar shows because I am a hack and a fraud, um, which goes, it's the perfect ending. And the grandmother says, no, it's the perfect beginning. <gasps> At the very end of the film, mm. and I think that that's probably a really good way to sum up what Little Aria should have known. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful. Anyway, say something funny because I think that was too nice. Uh, old <laughs> man. <laughs> that was the that stonefish. Was yeah. Okay. No, I think that's really beautiful, and like that also just means that it, then there isn't there isn't an ending. Every mm. time you reach a goal, like you reach goals you didn't even know you had, yeah, like, you didn't even know existed. Yeah. You make your own goals, you reach them, and then. That's not it. Like you don't just go, all right, I'm done. Like then it's so the many next more stonefish thing. you could possibly step on. So <laughs> many different kinds of fish. And maybe the real fish. maybe the real stonefish are the friends we made along the way. Well, <laughs> the stonefish was within us all along. The whole time. Stonefish are deadly. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> the stonefish took their glasses off and they were beautiful the whole time. <laughs> oh, I didn't even recognise them with their glasses oh. on. They're actually Superman. <laughs> That's wild. And the so deadly and, Superman? Yeah. In the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Where <Absolutely>. he belongs. <laughs> oh <Okay>. man. <laughs> Such Real a beautiful point in ending, and we ruined we did, um, it. which is fine because that's uh, a great. You know, well, I'm just going to use it to um, segue to talk a little bit about what it means for this podcast. Yay! Um, um, this isn't the end, everybody. Don't freak out. Um, it's the beginning. Absolutely. Nowhere. I'm just going to mute my friends for a second. Okay, okay fair enough. Um, <laughs> we're going to sit back. We're going to sit back and sit on our hands. <laughs> that's not going to stop you from fucking talking. I'm bitch. Sitting on my hands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Waterfall. <laughs> Shh. Um, anyway, uh, 
But I love this podcast, Sober Expose. I've gotten to have literally 100 conversations with hundreds of people um, and it's reached your wonderful listening ears and I will continue to do that. I think I just want to alter the format a little bit. Last year, for example, we had an anonymous guest on the show who started talking about arts and art safety and it was such an intriguing conversation and I got so many emails and questions and people who wanted follow-ups and different bits about it but when you release content by yourself every single week, it's really hard to do those bigger um, deep dives Mm -hmm. into those topics. Um, We've done a demystifying producing series, which um, I think there are a couple more episodes left before that comes to an end, but um, that's another deep dive that has been really exciting. Uh, But I want the capacity to do deeper dives into bigger things and continue to have these conversations with our incredible local artists, but maybe not just in Perth. Um, maybe these chats need to spread a little wider, a little bit further, a little bit up the coast, down the coast sort of thing. So I'm going to move to a um, bi-weekly format. So every fortnight instead of every week, you'll be okay. There's 100 episodes for you to catch up on if you <laughs> freak out in the week in between. Um, just so that we can do more of those uh, those deep dives um, into really exciting topics and stuff. And that way people who make suggestions I can actually follow through on because the problem with making content every week is – that you have to make content every week. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's – I think that, like, this is probably, with our 100th episode, a really good time and a good chance to make mm. a change that I think will mean that the quality of content, not that I don't stand by everything that I've put out there, um, just gets to get better again and take a take another little turn, do another little that's cool right. thing. Another, another beginning. Number. Yeah. And buy visibility for a bi-weekly episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you like to see. Can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's not helpful. That's really good. <laughs> no, I like it. I'll um, go back to sitting on my hands. Uh, yeah, that, that was all I had to say. Um, did you two want to wrap up this episode? Considering, yeah, let me just get considering some you're the ribbons. host, of course, not oh, me. You uh, did you know that giraffes have the same number of neck bones as humans? They're just different shapes. Yeah, that's not what a wrap up is, Jerry. I thought we talked about this. <laughs> get some sticky tape and some wrapping paper and wrap it up. All right, ready? Oh, my name's Veruca <laughs> and I'm here to say it's the hundredth episode. Get out of my way. Take it away, Brad. Boom, chicka, boom, boom. Brad can't rhyme. <laughs> no, I can't rhyme. I can't even read. <laughs> We're sweeping stonefish. <laughs> say what? <laughs> We're sweeping stonefish. <laughs> say what? Da, 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 boom, 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 if you liked this episode. <laughs> If you liked this episode, you are in the minority. (laughs) If you liked this episode, please say nice things at brad.tit and Veruca (laughs) Sour. You You can find Ari Scarlet on Ari Scarlet. Dot com. Ari Scarlet dot Dot com. Um, Ari Scarlet underscore vocalist. Ari Scarlet underscore vocalist on Instagram. You can also email us at WXpose at pod. We didn't write this one down, If you like this episode of WXpose, you can like, subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to or send us an email to pod at gmail.com and we'll ask our next Not Me incredible guest. Thank you to my wonderful hosts who um, helped me pull some teeth for the last hour. That's right. And there's actually only one of us. Um, you can't tell we saw. Sorry, of course, I should have said Baruka. And we're, we're wearing the same Baruka, outfit. Hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> we share the same brain cell. <laughs> yeah, and the same outfits and the same shoes yeah. for an audio format. Audio format. Trying to say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, goodbye, oh, good friends, man, goodbye. River. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to slowly fade you out. <laughs> Really slow. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlet and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlet.com forward slash WA Expose. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.